Warning, this show is a put together by morons. Listen if you want, I don't give a shit. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a day that ends in Y, and it's time for Y's Cracking with Winter. Man, is it great to be back. It's good to be back, and I can't wait. <laughs> to share all of our football knowledge with you here on the big show, Wise Cracking with Winter. If you're wondering what that song is in the background, that is Steel Panther, Glory Hole. Everybody's favorite song, right? Right. All right, enough of this nonsense. We've got to get the boys on the phone. we got to get the boys on the phone. There will be, there will not be any uh, just ten this week. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it due to his busy, busy, busy realtor schedule. So I just got to wait for the phone to ring, and I'll put the guys on. Oh, there they are. All right, political slash producer Paul is on the horn and our celebrity guest filling in for Just 10, who's very, very busy with all of his stupid real estate crap that he couldn't be bothered to be on the big show today, is none other than producer Paul. You want to go ahead and uh, do a drum roll or something? Is it is it just eleven? The new and improved replacement for just ten? Yes, it is. Uh, not quite. <laughs> hey, I gotta go. Uh, somebody's calling in. But <laughs> what, do you, what do you want to use for a name? Come on, Brian. You want to go by Brian or B two for the show? Let's go with B two. All right, B two and Paul are here with us now. So, what have you guys been up to this week? Trying to uh, stay warm up here in northern Minnesota. Yeah, what's the temp up there today? Right now, it's about three degrees. Holy shit, Paul! Oh what's, boy. Yeah, Paul. What's the temp in uh, the old Windy City, Indianapolis, Indiana? I it's, uh, last I checked, it was thirty-five, and and that was that was a bit nippy for us here. A nice stiff breeze too. Well, that's not so bad. Not bad at all. Well, not compared to three. Yeah, three. Are you are, are you like afraid to go outside at this point, Brian? Oh no, I was outside shoveling the driveway earlier. Aren't you worried about uh, cardiac arrest? I heard that's been going around. There's there's already been three people in Buffalo who got five feet of snow that died of cardiac arrest. Yes, or I mean, that's 
you know. That's the heavy snow that they get out there. You know, what did Denny Green used to say way back when about the buffalo, the snow from? Do you remember when he had that speech? I'm sure. Uh, it was something about the Calcutta Clipper swoops Correct. down, and then you got the lake effect, and then you got a lot of snow. Isn't that exactly. about the gist of what he said? Paul, do you want to weigh in? Who said that? Denny Green, man. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I might not have been rooting for the Vikings then. Well, yeah, that's what he said. So it's three degrees there. It's roughly 31 degrees in Indianapolis. Brian, I, I take it that you voted What's... in the Minnesota gubernatorial election last week. Did you vote for me? I did indeed. Well, what the hell? Why didn't you go out and get uh, one million friends to vote for me too? So we would uh, <laughs> uh, you know, have a prayer. I tried to recruit the whole town of yeah. Staples, but I could only get like 25 people on board. 25? That's it? Yeah, well, the Staples is only like, well, 2,000, so I'm not sure how much it would have helped. You probably need to get over to Motley and get them in on it too, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I would have. I probably had a better turnout from Motley. Yeah. How often do you get over to Motley? Oh, at least once a week I'm over there. They got they got a really good uh, barbecue place over there. It has good good ribs and smoked sausages and so what's the name of that place? You want to give them a free plug? It's just uh, Highway 10 Meats. Highway 10 Meats. <laughs> kind of creative, huh? Been there many, many. Wait, I've never been there at all. Bing, bang, bing. We went to a bar right next door one time. We did? Yep. That's well, where that one guy almost hit your uh, broke your car window out because I said something about his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that is right. I forgot yep. about that. Well, that's probably drunk off my ass. Paul, you want to weigh in? <laughs> well, I wasn't there, but that seems like a safe bet. Yeah. So hey, this uh, this this meat place do they do they sell the ribs individually? They do. They have a they have a little deli. Can you can you get like as many or as few as you like? You can. You ever go in and ask him how much for just one rib? No, I've I've never done that. The old lady there is kind of ornery, so I just walk in there like that. You know the soup Nazi type thing. Pretty much the same oh, yeah. way. Yeah. Rib Nazi. Yep, rib Nazi. You either you either get bread or you don't. You don't ask for it. Exactly. Sometimes you get the beans with no meat. Sometimes you get just the beans. Can't be picky. Just take what you get. Well, that's exciting stuff. I don't give a oh, yeah. screw. I don't give a screw. So, how do how do you feel that the election turned out here in Minnesota? Did are you are you're obviously not a big fan of Walls, but he won convincingly. I mean, where are you at on that, Brian? I'm uh, truly I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. I you know I hear about all these people that say we need change, we need change, we need change, but when it comes down to the point of Voting in change, they don't vote with it. They just go with status quo. Do you That's think, kind of, I mean, Paul shit all over me last week, uh, making fun of me for narrowly beating the socialist candidate and then losing <laughs> to the fucking pot guys. 
Do you think yeah, I, third parties have a chance here in the great state of 10,000 lakes, or is it forever going to be an uphill battle, never getting to the summit without uh, a big name like a Jesse Ventura or somebody like that? I think it's a, a never-winning battle. I mean, even look at the Senate. There's only, what, two out of the entire nation that won, or, or is a Congress that two out of so it's it's an uphill battle. Jesus Christ! But, you know, if you would have got your uh, wisecracking fan club in there, if if they could vote nationally, you'd be right up there. That'd be at least a hundred more votes. Political Paul, where do you see third parties here in the state? I see them. You know, based on the the results of the last election. I mean, I know it's been a while, but we actually didn't. You know, stay through to the end. So. For all the people who listened last time, and I'm sure they want to know exactly how things fared, you had uh, Tim Walls and Peggy Flanagan winning with 52.3% of the vote. You had Dr. Jensen and Senator Byrd second with 44.6%. And then you had some cats named James McCaskill and David Sandbeck. Loser potheads. Of the uh, LMN party. Legalized marijuana now, I believe that is. They got 1.2% of the vote. And then in fourth place, Steve Patterson and Matt Huff of the GF as like Greenleaf Cats or something. They got 0.9% of the vote. And then finally you got to Dr. McTavish and, and Winner at 0.7% of the vote. 18,156. This sounds like a lot. That's like almost like the like whole town of Staples, right? It is. Multiplied by like 18,156 votes cast. So I, 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 must, I, I need to conject something though. So I drive all over northern Minnesota. I might see one wall's little billboard or one wall's little sign. I saw many, many hundreds of hundreds, maybe a thousand of the Jensen. And Burke, but I didn't see any Dr. Winter and Dr. McTavish. Number one, I'm not sure when I became a doctor. <laughs> Number two, signs don't do shit. See, the thing is, is that it's very sparsely populated up there in God's country. Right, Brian? So it doesn't matter how many fucking signs that the good doctor, Hugh McTavish, would have thrown out there. It wouldn't have meant shit. Because if you don't have the metro area where all the people are, you're not going to win. You're just not going to win. I mean, every single person north of 694 could have voted for Jensen, and he still would have lost. You get it? Oh, I, I get it. But, you know, as uh, Professor Paul, political Paul, when he's doing the early numbers up, you know, in Becker County, up in those counties, they were winning for quite a while. They it's just that whole yeah. it's that whole metro area that blows it every single time. That's because Walls and Flanagan and the rest of the DFL are busy blowing the metro area for three and a quarter years up until the election. You see right. what I'm saying? Filling their heads I do. all full of nonsense. Paul, you want to weigh in? Well, I don't know who's blowing smoke or nonsense or not, but... And I can tell you 
from a, a, a voter analysis standpoint that, yeah, the reason that Walls and Flanagan won is because mostly because they carried the Twin Cities area where I think more than 60% of the state's population resides probably in the, uh, in the old original seven-county metro area. Correct. Although, you know, they, Walls and Flanagan won the uh, kind of the northeast uh, corner of the state up there, north of Duluth. They won Rochester's, Olmstead County, and then just a couple other counties. But, yeah, if you want to look at it from a number standpoint, there's 87 counties in Minnesota, and Walls needed to win. Well, they probably could have even won less counties, but they won 13 of the 87 counties. Jensen and Burke had a majority in 74 of those counties, but those are, you know, by and large, the the lowest population counties. Correct. So, well, we, but, you know, all it is, I, I, I think it's interesting. It shows the, the further polar that the, the urban areas just continue to get overwhelmingly more Democrat and the, the more small town rural and rural areas just become more and more Republican. Because it's... It's actually become more so since the, the election four years ago when uh, Walls was first elected. Correct. So is it worth even running as a third party or is it just uh, pretty much flushing your money away, guys? Is there was- what, a chance? chance for the third party? Is that what you asked? Pretty much. I mean, is it always going to be an, an unwinnable situation? I mean, what's it going to take for third parties to gain some traction, not only here in the state of Minnesota, but nationwide? Because I guess we've turned into a political show now for the time being. Well, I have a quick question. I mean, so I don't know how many votes Walls won by, but if you take away the third party and the fourth party and the pot party and the – if you add up all those votes that you took away from the second place, would it even make a difference? I think yeah. I think rank, be, rank choice voting is a three, must. Three point one percent for the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place candidates combined, which uh, would not nearly close the the seven point seven percent gap between the second place finishers. If that's what you were asking, that is what I was asking. Thank you. Yeah. Don't thank him. I well no I think Mike you you started to talk about ranked choice voting yes that yeah if you ask me I think a yeah, a combination of ranked choice voting where the people can say hey I like this third party as my first choice and so I won't quote unquote waste my vote because I know that if they can't win then my vote will be reallocated to my second choice be that Democrat or Republican, whichever, you know, person might favor. I think a combination of that, but then you also need to get it's who either have a lot of money to spend on their own so that they can, despite the media's inclination to ignore third party candidates, they can actually get their name out there. They can force the issue or, you know, as I think was already mentioned earlier, you, you really need somebody with name recognition coming in, which is, more than likely, either a celebrity or, you know, somebody uh, really high up in the in the business world that would have name recognition. 
Brian, you I concur? I, I agree, and I, th- I think that's why he brought in Burke, because he thinks Burke has a huge following with the Minnesota crowd, with the Vikings, and I just don't think he's a big enough name. I just... I think if you had like a maybe a Randy Moss who's or you know who's Randy like Moss, you got to be kidding. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying somebody who has like Hall of Fame, who's one of the greatest of all time. You know, I don't know who else would be big in this state. I mean, Jesse Ventura was a kind of a fluke, even though he won. But that that raises a great great question, Mike. Would you Randy Moss's running mate in 2026? Uh let me think about that. No, that's a negative. Wow. So you, you think he wouldn't be able to run as solid a campaign as uh, Dr. Hugh McTavish? Uh, no. You think he couldn't get higher than 0.7? Well, he'd get higher than 0.7 because you'd have all the moron Vikings fans that just drink the purple Kool-Aid like it's going to be taken away from them. I mean, they're going to go out and they're going to vote for any Viking. I mean, that's how Burt got as many votes as he did. He got it from all the hardcore Vikings fans who all had little erections about a former All-Pro. I mean, he was no great shakes. I mean, can we face it? He didn't win a, Stan- he, a Stanley Cup. He didn't win a Super Bowl <laughs> here, right? He went somewhere else to uh, win it. I don't think so. Why is he such a big goddamn deal? I don't understand. I mean, he's from St. Paul. He played for the Vikings. Great. I mean, good for you. We're all happy for you. Round of applause. Mike, was I mean, there a moment leading up to, was there a moment leading up to the election where you really consternated, if that's the right word, and thought, I don't know, maybe I need to vote for Jensen and Burke? Why in the hell would I ever do that? Vikings fan. You said all the hardcore Vikings fans voted for him. Well, yeah. Were you not tempted just a little? No, I I was never tempted to vote for Matt Burke and Jensen. Jensen is a nutcase who, uh, dude, I mean, listen, he, he wanted to put abortion back here in the state. I mean, that was like one of his first things on his platform that he wanted to make abortion illegal because he thought he'd get more votes that way. And then all of a sudden he flip-flopped and he was open to, you know, whatever the state wanted. And, you know, he was big on giving people that horse stuff. The What was that called? Either one of you remember? Ivermectin? Yeah, that shit. He wanted to give people ivermectin. He's, uh, I think the medical board here in the state tried to take his license away a couple times. Why in the fuck would I ever vote for that guy? I mean, if Burke was the top of the ticket and Jensen was running for lieutenant, I still wouldn't vote for those fucking guys. Minnesota does doesn't want or need extreme right candidates. They like moderate Republicans. Example, Paul Lenti. Paul Lenti won. Example, before him, we had, uh, what was that, Arnie Carlson? Right? Arnie Carlson? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he won. He served for uh, two terms. I think Paul and I even went to one of his election night celebrations when we were in, when we were in high school, I think, or maybe a year out of it. He was no, that was Rod Graham's. 
that wasn't Rod Graham's, was it? Yeah. Well, Arnie Carlson was there because you were on the front page of the Star Tribune shaking the guy's hand. Rod Graham's. You That's who it was. You weren't shaking Rod. You were shaking Rod Graham's hand? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that, that entire night then was just a <laughs> waste of time. <laughs> Never mind what I said. <laughs> You know, one of the issues with Minnesota, and sadly, you know, like my parents, they complain about all the negative stuff that's happened in Minnesota right now, but they see a couple Walls commercials about him and his little plaid shirt, oh, he's against crime, he's against, and they vote for him, just based on a couple of commercials. They don't, they don't do any background checks about, you know, find about the truth of everything, and it's just, that's what's wrong with Lars. Do you think that candidates should have to submit to a, a criminal background check before they get on the ballot? I think the party should be doing that. My like, how about like a like strap them into a lie detector and then ask them if that they're like for or against crime, and then really get to the, really get to the bottom of it? You know, that would be awesome. You know, ask them if they truly believe that police should be defunded and schools should be. You know, less money towards schools. Just find out the truth about these people. Because you know a lot of these candidates are out there saying they're against crime, but really they're for crime. And the problem is we just can't figure out which ones are lying. Am I right? right. You are correct. Correct as always, political slash producer Paul. So, Mike, is that... Uh, is that enough of a election 2022 recap for you or what? Or did you want to hit like the national races? I mean, I know you're excited about the, uh, the Senate runoff down there in Georgia with her. Uh, I don't see any way that Herschel Walker is going to win. I mean, is Georgia full of that many stupid idiots? Do you think I'll just throw it out yes. there for you too. Uh, is it that, is it that chock full <laughs> Of banjo picking, <laughs> high school dropping out of cousin fucking uh, glue sniffing morons. That's gonna put Herschel Walker in the Senate. Seriously, seriously. No, I agree. But I mean, look at how many votes he has already. I mean, that should tell you a lot, right there. How in the fuck does that happen? Excuse my language, but I think it deserves a lot of expletives. Paul, political Paul, you want to weigh in? How? Is- yeah, I mean, last I, I don't, I don't have the uh, final numbers up, but last I saw, the uh, incumbent Raphael Warnock had like forty nine and a half percent of the vote, and Walker had like forty eight and a half percent. But with neither one getting over fifty, they go to a runoff, and with the other two percent having voted for a libertarian the first time around. Conventional wisdom would say that more of those people are probably likely to switch to the Republican than the Democrat. But, I mean, this is not a... I was going to say this is not a normal Republican, but maybe he's not uh, that far off from the norm. Uh, I think he's slightly dumber than the the average Republican Slightly dumber? Slightly dumber. (laughs) Now, Brian... he's He's a slightly worse candidate. He's... I'd say he's probably a lot dumber than the average American. Okay, Brian. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to see him talk at any of his rallies. No, I haven't watched one minute of it. Um, Brian, 
you're a confessed uh, guy, a Republican here. So where are you at? Well, I thought you were. Maybe you're not. Well, I know you lean yeah. that way. I do, but I, I'm more about American. If I truly felt a Democrat was a better choice, I'd go that. It's just I'd feel what's ever best for America. So, okay, let me give you this. So being okay. a naval veteran, okay, yep. who served his time proudly on a submarine. Correct. Servicing the ship and the crewmates, right? <laughs> All 125 of them. Right. Now, you went out there, you put your life on the line for God and country, correct? Correct. You were in a, in a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you were in a theater where there could have been, you guys could have been sunk. It was, correct. you know, in the Gulf somewhere. I'm not. Now, Correct. would you? How would you feel about that if you guys got hit by a damn torpedo or something, depth charge, knowing you just put your life on the line and you're going down with the ship for fucking Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker? <laughs> Thank you, Herschel fucking Walker. How would that make you feel as you're watching the sub fill up with salt water and you're taking your last breath? I mean, where are you at with Herschel Walker? Well, I'd be... Well, taking my last breath, he would be my last thought, but um, I wouldn't like it. I, I think that he's a bad face for America just based on who he is as a person, based on his track record about many things. And I just think we can do better, but yeah, I wouldn't be happy. No. Why are people in Georgia voting for him? Is it just to get the Senate seat? Is that the only reason? They don't care. You could have put a, a damn broom up there, and they would have voted for the broom if, it's, if it was a Republican broom, just to get the Senate seat. Is that what it's all about? It doesn't even matter if this candidate is qualified to be a senator. I don't know if he's qualified to drive a car at this point. <laughs> Right. Well, he's over the age of 30. I'm pretty sure of that. I think that's the the main qualification to join the Senate. You know, it's, it's nothing to do with political with Herschel, but just think how many Minnesotans are still angry at him, believing that all the rings that the Cowboys got should have been Vikings Super Bowls, all because of Herschel Walker. It's not all because of Herschel Walker. I mean, he was well, a great football player. But we gave them all those picks that led to Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman. So they base it on those rings. I don't know. Um, Paul, you were still uh, on the longboat at that point. Did you feel like the Vikings pissed away an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl by acquiring Herschel Walker? Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly, that was one of the worst trades in professional sports history. Yeah. I mean, Walker, look here, in three seasons in Minnesota, he ran for 669 yards, 770 yards, and 825 yards. I mean, not a single 1,000-yard season. Uh, I mean, those are the stats of, like, just an average starting running back. And they gave away, well, six top draft choices and like six decent players. Yeah, I think well, I think it was like 10 
draft picks. So like five of them were first round plus gave us like four star players or not star, but starting players. And Wow. It's whatever. It's what you call a water under the bridge boys. We, we can't live in the past forever blaming Herschel Walker for not going to the Super Bowl. I mean, we went ahead and lost four Super Bowls without him. So let's say we would have got those picks and gone to the Super Bowl. We might have lost the Super Bowl two more times. And I right. don't know if I would be able to stay on the longboat and keep blowing the uh, Vikings horn if that was the case. So anyway, we'll see how Jesse Solomon, Jesse Solomon, David Howard, Isaac Holt, Alex Stewart, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight draft picks in return for Herschel and a couple of late round draft picks. And also, interesting bit of trivia, you may not remember, I sure did, that also involved in the trade was Darren, Disco Darren Nelson. He actually went to San Diego. And then San Diego sent a draft pick, a fifth-round pick to the Vikings as part of that deal. No, how well. About, how about that? I don't know. I don't know if it's worth losing. But you remember that. I, did, I don't care. I, I don't know why anybody cares about that. I just don't want him to get a Senate seat. That's it. I don't care. But you know what, Paul, just to get off of this for a second – and talk about something that's really important. Yeah. Can we talk for a minute about cranky Yankee corn dogs? Cranky Yankee corn dogs are Ireland's favorite corn dog, self proclaimed. They got their start on the grassy hills uh, somewhere in Ireland in a little food truck. And now all of Ireland. Can't get enough of corn dogs and haggis and Lucky Charms and Shamrocks. But guess what? Guess what? What? Those corn what? dogs are not just for the Irish, Paul. They're also for people really? here in the States. You can get a bag of cor- of Cranky Yankee corn dog mix shipped directly to your house with a T-shirt. Is that not amazing or what? I mean... They put it on a ship and it comes across the sea, <laughs> gets into a post office, and they bring it, this Irish tradition, right to your front door. Now, Paul, how do they do that? How can somebody like Brian or myself get this amazing mix? Well, I know you think it's really complicated that you'd have to, I don't know, call... Uh the operator and ask for a connection to Ireland and then ask to look up a phone number there. But now with the internet, all you got to do is type in corndogs.ie. 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 That sounds, simple as that. that sounds so simple that a citizen of Staples could do it. Brian, could you type in corndogs.ie? I am doing it right now as we speak. <laughs> ah. It's so simple that I think the uh, I think that a, a certain I think any senatorial candidate from Georgia might even be able to do it. Well, I might be pushing it there. 
I think I would be asking a lot of uh, Mr. Walker. So that's Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs. Get them while they're hot. Get them now. They make a perfect Christmas present. They'll fit right in a stocking, a good stocking stuffer. I mean, what little kid wouldn't want to wake up to a bag of corn dog mix and a T-shirt in their stocking? I know I would. Oh, I would. would. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's going to go to the top of my wish list right now. Of course it is. Of course it is. So that's Cranky Yankee. Hey, Brian, if you were thinking about moving out of Staples, out of that Staples Motley area, we won't give the address out, and you wanted to move to Indiana because you wanted to start your life over, and where better to start your life over than Indiana? Right, Brian? Right. Now you're walking the mean, you're walking the mean streets of Indianapolis, and you got to keep an eye on your six because there can be a lot of shady characters out there. A lot of realtors just roam the streets looking for unsuspecting victims as they get off the bus or the plane. They know that they're looking to buy a house, and those those sharks will get you, Brian. If you're not paying attention, those sharks will get you. Where do you think you need to be walking to? almost immediately if you're looking to buy a house in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'd contact Paul right away. Paul Lambie. You know Paul Lambie. Paul Lambie is over there at Carpenter Realty. Carpenter Realty and Paul Lambie is the dream team of Realty. It is the Super Friends. If you remember what Super Friends are, it was a cartoon back in the 80s. I'm not going to get into it. But they're the Super Friends of Realty. That tag team will get you into a house, Brian, that you can finally be proud of. And you'll be able to hang your hat on the wall, step out on your front porch, stretch your arms, take in a big breath of that fresh Indianapolis air. Hopefully you don't buy it next to a refinery or I think they burn tires out in the open there too. So you don't want (laughs) to live right next door to that. But there you are in Indianapolis living your best life. YOLO, you only live once, so get Paul Lambie. You know Paul Lambie. He's over there at Carpenter Realty. Paul, would you like to add anything to this to this wonderful ad I just created out of my ass? I mean, you really said it all. <laughs> so last night up at the local say. Up last night at the local bar up here in Lefties, there's a word of the town that Paul even throw in season tickets to the Colts if you uh, buy a house from him. Is that, is that true? Well, that's quite an uh, offer. You know, well, that's negotiable. It's negotiable, depending on uh, how high of a we're into. I just so read. It's, it's definitely possible. I just read so something good. on MSNBC about Colts tickets. I guess there's a rash. Oh, yeah. There is an epidemic of people getting their cars broken into, and all they're leaving on the seats is a pair of Colts tickets. <laughs> I had. I think the same they thing is happening. had the big happening. win last week, you know? They they fired head coach Frank Reich, and mm-hmm. they brought in all-pro, I don't know, maybe Hall of Fame or Colts Hall of Fame, all-pro center Jeff Saturday with no coaching experience at either the NFL or college level and brought him in as interim head coach. And what did they do? 
Well, no. They went straight out to Vegas and beat my Raiders. Well, we're all happy for them. I, I know I was real, watching. Real sad day in Raider Nation. I was watching every minute of that game. Also, a sad day for my uh, sportsbook account. That is correct. I'll be at the uh, Vikings-Colts game here in a month or so. Should be a great game. How did you get those tickets? Some Staples kid that graduated from here was selling them. Nice. I'm going to the yeah. I'm going to the Jets game in a couple weeks. Oh, that's gonna be a good huh. game too. Just yeah. like the Vikings could be like what thirteen and one or twelve and one by the time they get to those games. More than likely, those guys are freaking sizzling right now. They are sizzling like hot bacon in the pan. They're hot like fire, the people's desire. Nobody can beat the Vikings, especially not the hapless Chicago Bears, right, Paul? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. You know, we'll see in a couple weeks. Paul, any thoughts of jumping ship and jumping onto the big ship of the Vikings? The long not, boat, not is, a single. Oh, come on, Paul. The thoughts. long boat is sitting there waiting for you. We got the gangplank out. Oh, I'm sure it's a. I'm sure it's about to capsize because it's over full with all the <laughs> bandwagon jumpers. Well, we did acquire a lot of Bears fans in the last and a lot weeks. of Packers, a lot of Packers fans. Oh my God, a shit ton of shit Packer fans. They can't get out of Green Bay fast enough, Paul. Is that right? That's right. I heard. So you got the whole you got the whole town moving in. Like you can fit the whole town of Green Bay in like Richfield, pretty much, right? <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but I. Here's a good Bears note. I saw on Facebook, America's number one news source, that they took uh, Fields' cleats and they're sending him off to the NFL Hall of Fame because of the game he had. Mm, I didn't hear that. I read it. What did he do in that game? I think he rushed for like 175 yards or something. Oh, wow. Maybe it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, don't I mean, know. he has been running wild the last few weeks. Kind of like our boy Justin Jefferson with his arm <laughs> sleeve and cleats they sent off. That, as that? I... He had the most 100-yard games and... I forget what what the record is. Hmm. Well, Paul. It, oh, yeah, probably like most hundred-yard games in his first three seasons or something. Correct. Something like that. Yeah, as I texted to Mike last week, that catch he made on that fourth-down play was had to be like the sickest I've seen in my lifetime. That was pretty impressive. The defender had one hand on the ball, which seemed like he had more of the ball than Jefferson. Plus, I, he think, had I think the defender had both hands on the ball. It looked like that. And Jefferson had one hand and was falling to the ground and still managed to pull the ball away with one hand and not lose control of it and not have it hit the ground. It was crazy. If you didn't see it, wisecracking fans, you need to Google Check it. it. Out. Google it. You Justin guys, Jefferson. I got to take a catch. piss. Can you just like keep this going for a couple minutes? I'm going to go take a piss. You guys absolutely. Oh my god! So right, much pressure. Luck. This is where it's all. So, uh, Paul, so, who's the so good? How's your bowling been lately? Bowling? I'm actually off bowling. I've 
I'm missing a half season. Uh-oh. What happened? Uh, well, I had a, uh, a minor injury, and uh, so I wasn't available at the beginning. Oh, I think I remember and, that now. I was just like, I was at, our, our team had uh, attendance problems last year as well. So without me being the glue to hold it together, we just dropped for this season and hopefully we'll be back after the first of the year. Should have had wise cracking sub for you with his uh, 125 average. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would have really helped out. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Are you on a bowling team up there in the Staples Motley metropolitan area? We don't have a bowling alley within 28 miles from here, so it's kind of hard, hard to join a league. Okay, wow, I'm back. Tough. I'm back. We, ha- we had one years ago, and it burnt down, and it just never reopened. Was that the same weekend Mike was up visiting? <laughs> it most likely was. What are you guys talking about? About your bowling game. What about my bowling game? Well, because uh, I was asking Paul how his game is, and he said that he had to miss a few weeks of bowling. I said, so I asked about, you should have been his sub. Um, Paul lives and then in he Indiana. tells me how his bowling alley mysteriously burned down the same weekend you were visiting. That, that's right. That seems a little too convenient. Um, Brian doesn't enjoy losing to me. So I could see <laughs> him burning a bowling alley down to avoid that. That makes sense. You want to confess to anything right here, Brian, right now? I mean, just get it off your chest. Well, it's been more than 10 years since that happened, so I think, but no, I'm not going to I'm not gonna admit to anything. But yes, I do hate losing to you. I'll admit that. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't like losing to Mike either. That's why I try to make sure 130. Right. Wow. When's the last time that... Mr. Went, Mr. Wisecrack and beat you up bowling. I don't know. I beat him out of a lot of money uh, the last time he was here when we went out. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. I think he ended up paying me like oh. 20 bucks. You think he didn't? I don't know. I don't. I just, I was going to say the last time we bowled in 2021 and uh, you didn't do well. You were, you were kind of a, a grump, grumpy sort that day. I don't like I don't I, you know what I don't enjoy losing to Paul either. I mean that it drives me up a wall. It really does. I'm not a fan of losing to anything when it comes to Paul. So maybe it's just better we don't we don't bowl each other because it gets bitter. There's a lot of negativity. It, it you know it, it doesn't need to happen. <laughs> you were very bitter. <laughs> yeah. The last time I bowled with you two, I had almost a 600 series. We bowled at that uh, place in. 49, I think, was it a, like, New Hoper area? Bullshit. I think Bullshit. that happened in your mind. I, I mean, I don't no. remember that. We did, uh, we did that bingo first, or bingo at the pool hall, and then we went and played bowling afterwards. Yes. I don't recall. Paul? Was I there? That sounds familiar. He says yeah. you were there. Yeah. Yeah, that's snow, right. It was snowing. Bingo. It was snowing like crazy. Yep. Made Woody drive. And yeah, the, the bowling's a little bit blurry for me. Well, you guys were putting them down. I, was, I think I was the only one that wasn't drinking that night. 
Who the hell dr- bowls and doesn't drink unless you're underage and can't order a drink? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, what's the point then? Right. <laughs> Paul, you want to weigh in? Well, you said it all. Hey, uh, <laughs> speaking of weighing in, would you like to weigh in on the football games that are going to happen I really do, soon? I do think it is time to start picking games. Uh, Mr. Brian, are you ready? To take I am on ready. Me and Paul. I I will predict that I'll get at least three correct. Only three. Well, last time I think I got. You're gonna four. have. You're gonna you're gonna have thirteen chances. You should be aiming <laughs> for you know five or six at least. Well, up here in Staples Land, we we go for less than mediocre, just so we don't. You know, if we fall short, then it's we set our bar high. So three is three is gonna it's be a. Bit- so I get- say it's been a couple weeks since we made picks, uh, and of course, then we had myself, Mike, and just ten picking. But for the fans at home who didn't score them at home, I will tell you, just ten had seven wins and five losses. We all had one push with the uh, Rams Buccaneers game that uh, was a push. Uh, so he was seven five and one. Mike, eight wins, Oof. four losses, one tie, and Suck it. myself nine wins, three losses, and a tie. Nice. Should have uh, I should have bet all those games, and of more importance, probably to the fans out there who really rely on us. What do we call those, Mike? Locks? The locks, my friend. The locks. The, uh, the uh, unanimous the unanimous decisions. We uh, we bet the Jets plus 12.5 against Buffalo two weeks ago, all three of us. We picked them, and that covered. We all took Detroit plus four against the Packers. Okay. Not only did that cover, but they won. And we all took... Jacksonville plus one and a half against the Raiders, and they also not only covered but won. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you guys ready to see if we can uh, win, win the win? What help help the uh, listeners win some money when they head off to their local sports book or local bookmaker? or a local website, or whatever they do tomorrow morning when they finally get to listen to this podcast right before kickoff. Yeah, I'm down with it. Brian, are you ready? I'm ready, but real quick, if you were to guess, you may not have the numbers in front of you, through the season, who's the top dog and out of you three? Uh, well, it would only be a guess, but I'd say it's me. I need to do some uh, searching. I've misplaced a few of the envelopes that I've written the picks on the back of for a few of the weeks. Mike, do you want to weigh in on that? Mike? Uh, what was the question? I wasn't listening. I was just waiting for my turn to talk. What did you say? I was asking he who was, was wondering, the top dog out of you three. Oh, it's me. <laughs> I was going to say he was wondering how far behind you are. Far behind? <laughs> That's a crock. That's a, it's a better leading question. 
No, no, it's no way I'm behind. No, it's no way. Well, you were you're one behind as of uh, our last picks. I mean, that last week. Oh, and I'll I'll work on finding all the picks. You got to work and get on us it. Give a season update. Yeah, if you were paying attention to your own show that we're recording right now, you'd have heard me said I've misplaced some of the picks and need to track them down. I think you misplaced them because you knew I was way ahead. And that's just dirty pool. I know you'd like to think that. I, I Okay. I mean, if you wanted to, you could just actually go back and listen to your podcast and see what the picks are and find out how many behind you are. Why would I do I don't listen to this show. He, he's, he's the talent. He doesn't have to do that, though. No, he's a producer for a reason. So produce. All right, picks. Let's get on. All right, with here it. we go. Let's get on with it. You got the music. Cue the music. Music's been going. Go ahead. Okay. All right, we got the Detroit Lions going to New Jersey to take on the New York Giants. Giants are a three-point favorite. Mike. Since you're the host of the show, we'll start off with you. This is a no-brainer. Even Herschel Walker could pick this one. I'm going to go with the Giants, of course. They're going to cover and destroy the worst defense in NFL history. All right, I'll go next, and I'm I'm going to say I agree. Detroit's the worst defense in history, um, but they they're not good. The Giants, although they may not be the best 7-2 and two team in the history of the NFL, they're uh, definitely good enough to beat these Lions by better than a field goal. Brian? Well, I guess this would be our first lock because I'm going to go with the Giants as well. I mean, they want, they're one game behind the Eagles. I think they're going to try to keep it close like that throughout the season, so I think they're going to win this one. All right. Take it, is, to the, take it to the book. Take it to the book. That's a lock. That's locked up like a chastity belt. Okay, go ahead. Giant. Here you go, folks. All right, next up, my Chicago Bears. They head south to take on the Dirty Birds in whatever Atlanta calls their dome this week. Mercedes-Benz Dome or something. The Falcons are a three-point favorite at home. I guess I'm up to start on this one. I don't really know, like, evenly matched. You could say Atlanta's got more to play for because they're still in contention in the NFC South. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I don't know who's going to win, to be honest with you. If I had to take the money line, I'd probably go Atlanta. But because I think it's going to be close, I'll take the Bears and the three points and hope they have keep it close enough to cover brian well uh chicago's lost three atlanta's lost two in a row um i think i'm gonna go with the bears on this one straight up i think they got this one i just have a feeling all right mike you know what justin fields has made me a believer in him so despite the fact that his team is a total pile of shit He's going to find a way to win that game. Um, I think we have a young Michael Vick here on our hands. He's going to be exciting to watch in the future. Um, Yeah, give me the hapless, sorry Chicago Bears featuring Justin Fields to win this game outright. Is that back-to-back locks or 
It is. It is, and I, I sure hope you haven't cursed Justin Fields. I, I, I hope he doesn't follow in Vic's footsteps. That would be unfortunate. I, I'm not an old lady. I don't believe in luck. That's a lock. That's a lock. That's a. That's wow. Like a, that's I'm like, all, shut up, Paul. That's like a, a, that's a lock like on a, the That's like a bathroom lock at like a truck stop, and you're you're waiting for somebody to put the clo- put their thing in through the glory hole. Okay, now go ahead. All right, next up, the New York Football Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You know them. You may or may not like them. But traveling to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Big NFC East divisional showdown. Patriots at home are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Brian, we're going to start with you on this one. I'm going to take the Patriots on this one. Okay. Mike? You got to take the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They've been surprising folks across the land all year long, and the Patriots just don't have it this year. I see them finishing 500, maybe. I, th- I don't think the Jets will have a hard time going in there and kicking the shit out of Belichick in his house. After uh, Then they beat the Bills? Yeah, they did. They beat the Bills. So, how could they not beat the Patriots, the Brady-less Patriots? Give me the Jets. All right. Well, I think this is going to be a close game. I mean, the three, they may not, much like their counterparts, the Giants, they may not be the best 6-3 and three team in the history of the NFL, but they've got a solid defense. They've got a solid ground game. The thing that worries me is their quarterback is garbage. And we know that one thing Belichick is good at is taking your best option and making you beat him another way. So uh, a little bit nervous that the Patriots might be able to shut down the Jets' ground game and then force the ball into uh, Zach Wilson's hands. Um, On the other hand, the Patriots... I don't know. Their offense isn't very good. They're a real Jekyll that lost to the Bears, I think, 33 or 34 to 10, something like that, a few weeks ago. Um, but I think I'm hopeful that I'll be right on this. The Jets, I think, will cover the three and a half, possibly even win the game outright. The Jets plus the three and a half. That was a lot of explaining. The Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Pardon? That was way too much explaining for that game. Yeah, well, it's a big game, you know. I felt it deserved the analysis. Not really, dude. Uh, I'm trying, trying to fill the Justin uh, of his long-winded analysis before he gets the pick wrong. <laughs> well, that was long-winded. Right? Well, with him being the top picker in your group, a lot of a lot of the fans are counting on his advice on the game, so he has to be. I mean, he he is the only picker with his own YouTube channel that dispenses some kind of football advice. He hasn't done a new episode of what is it called again, Paul? J and J Football Dynasty. J and J Dynasty. 
Jay and Jay Dynasty. I could see him sitting in his office chair grabbing his tits while he fucking says that, too. Jay and Jay <laughs> Dynasty. He hasn't done a new I show in a month. I don't care about that. Uh, listening to us say it. All right, you want to get the next game? Could we? All right, <coughs> Philadelphia Eagles in Indianapolis taking on the hometown Colts right here live in the Circle City. The Colts are currently a six-and-a-half point. Mike, you're up first. I don't need ten minutes to explain this one. Eagles, easy. The Colts suck. They suck, suck, suck. And the Eagles are going to stomp them. Yeah, I don't need ten minutes either. Uh, You know, the Colts surprisingly, like I said, won last week. Coach, I think that sort of uh, adrenaline rush, if you can call it that, is gone this week. I think the Eagles come in and mop the floor with them, especially after taking their first loss last week. They're going to be angry and take it out on the Colts. Brian? I agree with both of you. I think uh, losing to the Commanders last week was embarrassing. I think they're going to show the world that they're probably still most likely the best team in football. I'm going to take the Eagles. Wow. What is that, Mike? That's another lock. Like you lock your bicycle up so nobody steals it. You want to get a good lock, too, because people are stealing bikes left and right. This is a lock. Great. Next up, the aforementioned Washington Commanders go on the road to Houston to take on the Texans. Commanders are a three-point favorite on the road. Uh, will Washington have a hangover after their big win, putting the first L on the Eagles last week? You know what? This might be a contrarian pick of sorts. I'm not sure, but I think they will have a hangover. I think Houston picks up win number two at home against the Commanders. Brian, what do you think? I... <laughs> This is not even a fun game, I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Commanders. I just Texans have won, lost what how many in a row? I just I don't think they have it this year. I think they're go, looking for that number one pick. Mike, what say you? It's another give me Heineke and those Commanders. They're dirty. They get down in the dirt, and they win those games. They're the ugliest team in football that seems to win. More often than they should. And the Texans are just a bag of vomit. Give me those commanders. I could even see the, those commanders sneaking into the playoffs somehow. Back to they you, They are 5-5. Five and five. They're, they're not out of it. But I think they'll regress this week. Our, now we've got an interesting game. It was supposed to be the Cleveland Browns in Buffalo to take on the Bills, but after however many feet of snow fell in Buffalo, I heard earlier this afternoon that the Bills were all at the airport and they were ready to head to Detroit, where this game will be played in the Pontiac Silverdome. Right. They uh, they they put a football field where the Silverdome was imploded, and they're going to play there outside. I'm just kidding. Of course, they're going to play at Ford Field in downtown. And Buffalo is an eight-point favorite in this one. 
Brian, do you think the Bills will cover eight points against the I think they will cover. I think they'll exceed that. I think this will be the best team to play in Detroit all season. I'm going to go with Buffalo. Now, you know, this team is actually going to play in Detroit two times in five days. That's right. Buffalo is actually scheduled to play the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Just a I did not know side that. note. Mike, what do you say in this one? I knew that. I had it written down on my arm. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Live for it. Buffalo is going to ejaculate all over the Browns. Going to be just. You don't think. You don't think they're going to be worried about all the work they're going to have to do when they get home and through four feet of snow? No. They're going to. There's going to be so much ejaculate all over the Browns. It's going to look like they got hit by a paint gun. It's. The Browns are god awful. They don't deserve to win ever again. Give me the bills. I see what you're saying, but I'm wondering if if that actually would help the Browns. Wouldn't it make them like slipperier and hard to tackle? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you've played football. You've rolled around with guys covered in ejaculate, right? <laughs> I don't know, Brian. You were in the Navy. Did that ever happen? Well, I- Maybe once or twice, but I, I uh, can't talk about it. <laughs> no, it's just it's going to be very well, one-sided and boring. So here's my pick. Okay. Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm nervous about us having too many locks, and I don't know. I I'm just going to go with Cleveland. I mean, Buffalo isn't getting in to. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be worried about all the snow back home. It's going to distract can, them. Can I ask that, they're going to be worried about? that they're going to be worried about like repeating last week's performance, where they literally gave away a win to the Vikings when all they had to do was push the ball off the one yard line and run out the clock. Were you so sitting in your car, in the Paul? Points. Hey, Paul. Brian, you. No, wait a minute. Well, no, Paul. Paul. Were you sitting in your car with it running after the Vikings took out the Bills like that? I mean, were you suicidal? No, I mean, that didn't make me sad. Uh, I don't cheer for the Vikings, but it was a very entertaining game. And uh, I will say that I have a wager on the Bills not being the number one seed. Essentially, uh, I have have a wager on the uh, Chiefs to be the number one seed. So the Bills losing last week was very good news for me. No, no, no thoughts. All right. Next game. I was actually happy. Okay. Interrupt real quick. So, so they're moving the Buffalo game because of the snow and that they supposedly have the best fans in all of football. It's our Bills mafia. They couldn't get volunteers to shovel. Remember like 10 years ago, the Packers had, Three feet of snow, and they had 13,000 volunteers to come shovel it out the stadium. Yeah, I mean, I was very disappointed when I heard they were moving the game. I mean, if it was like Indianapolis that was going to get four feet of snow, I'd say, okay, we can never handle that. But this is Buffalo. They get, like, multiple feet of snow all the time, every year. It's what it's what they do. Correct. Also, they're, it's, they're building a new... St- Street and it's not going to have 
a roof, so, like, it probably shouldn't. I mean, they should play outdoor football there. That's the way football should be played. But, like, if you can't play after a snowstorm, like, why are you... Why are you building an outdoor stadium? Right. I think because it's five feet. It's five feet of snow, genius. Five oh. feet of snow. I think when Say, the Vikings Teflon it. top collapsed, they should have just played the game right then and there. Getting soft, Bud Graham yeah. would be so disappointed in all these people. Discipline? It's five feet of snow. Who in the hell are you going to get to clear all that out? Those Bills fans aren't alcoholics like the Packer fans. I think they were <laughs> handing out like little airplane bottles of paint thinner to get people into the building in in uh, Green Bay to shovel seats off. They're not they're not going for that in Buffalo. The mafia is not going to be over there at the stadium shoveling for free like a bunch of idiots. So, no, it's better off in Detroit. All right. Next game, finally. Okay, next game. Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are laying 13 points to the Panthers. Mike, will they cover? Well, they're bringing back uh, what's-his-name, uh, the old Cleveland quarterback. I've already forgotten the guy's name. Uh, what is it? Uh, Baker Mayfield. He's coming Baker back. Mayfield. He's starting again. Um, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. So I can see the Panthers covering because if he does a shitty job this time, I think Mayfield is done forever. He'll be playing in the Canadian Football League before you know it. So just give me the Panthers to cover. They're still going to lose, but not by 13. I agree. And that's all I feel needs to be said. Brian? I agree. I agree as well. Wow, that's all three guys saying 13 is too big a number to Panthers. Sounds like a lock. Somebody taking a shower in the background? It's probably the G. Mike's got to get in there and clean his back. <laughs> Did you scrub it good there, buddy? Hey, well, Mike... I'm here. I'm just wasn't the G's know. follicles there. I got a breaking news update. CNN reports that Orchard Park, where the NFL's Buffalo Bills play, has picked up 77 inches of snow in the last 48 hours. So that's more than five feet. That's like almost six and a half feet. Jeez. Paul, do you think you could take 77 inches? <laughs> do I what? You broke up there. Do you think that you could accommodate 77 inches? Uh, well, I'm only uh, six foot three, so no, I don't. I don't think that would be like six foot five. I'm pretty sure you can no. handle it. What six? Like super row? <laughs> I could probably take that down. No, you could handle 77 inches of snow in your neighborhood. Might need a double feature though to get through it. You know, I don't think you'd be crying in your basement because it snowed seven feet. I think you're out there. I think you're out there with a little plastic shovel and a stocking hat getting the damn job done. You can accommodate oh. seven feet for sure. Yeah. You're right. Of course so I'm I just, right. <laughs> I just had a, a thought, non-football related thought. Have you ever had a 
a wisecracking episode of karaoke where your fans submit songs and you two belt them out? <laughs> that could happen. I like this idea. It could happen. Next game. That would, next game. So it's a surefire way to like to to cut down on the listenership by like fifty percent if we ever feel like the show's getting too popular. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. You don't want to pay for ex- extra bandwidth on the hosting site. All right, let's go. Let's move along. We got uh, we're more than halfway through. We're plugging along. We've got the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams, visiting the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints are saying, "Who that going to stay within three and a half points with a of us?" Saints three and a half point favorite at home in the Superdome. I'm taking the Saints. Brian, what do you like? Well, I think this is a battle of the three win teams. I I think at some point the Rams need to start showing up to show that last year wasn't a fluke. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take the Rams. Okay, now does this change your does this change your pick? Check. My handwriting was bad there. I thought it was only two it's two and a half points. That's all you're getting with the Rams. Do you still want them two and a half points? I'll still take the Rams. All right. Mike, what say you? This is back the, in the shower rinsing off the G. This is the game nobody cares about. This is this should be this game should be canceled due to just lack of interest. I mean, I I don't even this is the game that I don't even want to pick because these teams just do not matter at all. This is where you can find gold, though. Find gold? Care less than the other. And one of these teams, no matter how bad they play, is going to walk out with a fourth win. Who's it going to be? Let me flip this coin. Hold on. Heads it is. Give me the Saints. You got him. The Las Vegas Raiders for Broncos in the Mile High City. Broncos are a three-point favorite. Brian, who do you like? Well, I'm not a fan of either, but I'm going to go with since uh, the Raiders are one of your favorites, one of your favorite teams, I think they're going to pull off the upset. All right, Mike, what do you see happening here? Well, the Raiders stink and the Broncos stink. It's the second worst game of the week. I'm surprised the Broncos aren't on in prime time because they always seem to be. Um, You know what? Another I don't care. Ugh, God. Just, um, you know, the Raiders have lost a lot of close ones. Give me the Raiders on the road in the Mile High City. Oh, man. I shouldn't let your pick affect me, but I really don't want this game to be a lock. If you'd have taken Denver, I'd have gone with But, man. You know what? Denver's terrible. And the Raiders may lose another close one, but I think it'll be by three or less. So, lock it down. Oh my god, this game is a lock. 
Like when you, but not so enthusiastic. Like when you eat too many cheese curds, and you're all locked up, walking around, and you got this giant load in your in your intestines, but you're so locked up. This is locked up, locked. Okay, go ahead. The Dallas Cowboys head north up Interstate 35. Where do they stop? Downtown Minneapolis. Or Minnesota Vikings. And this line has just moved in the last hour since I wrote down these picks. Vikings were a two-point underdog. The line is moving their way. Now they're only a one-and-a-half point underdog. Dallas laying one-and-a-half on the road at Minnesota. Mike, what's your prediction? The purple. Give me the purple. They screwed up laying the odds for this game. This is Vegas's big mistake. So to take a page out of Just Ten's book, here's where you want to take that money you're going to piss away on your mortgage or rent and put it all with a bookie, my friend, because you are going to get paid. Get paid. Take the Vikings at so home. It's a. It's a. Unfor- it's it's going to fuck. They're going to kill them. So a couple weeks ago, you were telling us how the Vikings never cover. Yeah, but that was then, and this but is now. Now things have changed. Changed dramatically. All right. You know, I think sometimes I make the mistake of putting too much weight on what happened last week. Dallas lost to the Packers. The Vikings with the big, incredible finish, victory, upset over the Bills on the road. And, uh, you know, maybe things will uh, swing, but I don't think so this time. I think the Cowboys are a lot more flawed than we thought earlier in the season. And the Vikings are hot. Uh, I think they probably win this one. I'll take the Vikings and the point and a half. Brian? Well, as much as I am a Vikings fan, I just... Have, do you remember the movie... Uh... Remember the Titans where they blitz all night? I think the Cowboys front seven is just kind of come have come after the Vikings big time. I think that defense is going to shut down our high-powered offense. Give me the Cowboys. Wow. You got them. Next up, Cincinnati Bengals in a division show match with the Pittsburgh Steelers. A rematch from week one when the Steelers... Gave the Bengals a disappointing start to their season. Now back in the Steel City, the Bengals are a three and a half point favorite. I'll start out here. Uh, I'll just say I these are kind of hot, even without Jamar Chase. I think they will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers by a touchdown or more. Brian. What's your analysis? I know they say this every year when Pittsburgh is having a tough year. You know, Tomlin's on the hot seat. I still think he's one of the best coaches in football. He'll find a way to win this game. Did we lose Brian? No, he answered you. Brian, you took the uh, Steelers or the Bengals? The Steelers. I think Tomlin's going to find a way to win this game for, for his Steelers. All right, cool. Gotcha. Mike, how about you? Give me the Bungles. Give me 
give me uh, give me some money to bet with. Give me uh, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Burrow. Give me Burrow. Give me Mixon. Is Chase uh, still hurt? Is he going to play? No, he's out for a few weeks. Son of a bitch. Well, I, I think they're still going to win. Give me give me the Bungles. Against Tyler Boyd. They signed a new guy, I think. The Steelers are in the thick of the whole picket experiment. So, yeah, Bengals easy. All right. I wouldn't make that one of my locks, but I, I, I agreed. I was taking the Bengals. Uh, we got the Sunday night. Do you want to do your Sunday night football song, Mike? Oh, of course. It's kind of a tradition uh, here. <laughs> you start out with, are you ready for some? Are you ready for some Sunday night football? Sunday night football. I don't even know who hosts it. Who hosts it? Anyway. Uh, what do you mean who hosts it? Who does the play-by-play? Chris Collinsworth and uh, who is it? Mike Tirico. Sunday Night Football no. with is Chris it, yeah. Collinsworth and his big head. And this other guy that's lucky to have a Al job. Michaels? No, Al Michaels is on Thursday Night Football. Oh, okay. he, he's like, he got demoted. We all yeah. wish it was Al Michaels for some Sunday Night Football action for you at your house. All right, let's get to the matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs head west to SoFi Stadium to take on the 5-4 and four Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are a five-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Brian, we're starting with you on this one. Well, since uh, Mr. Wisecracking is deep down a diehard, or he's a, a closet Chiefs fan, Hey, I, hey, we're saying people are in the closet now. Hey, let's think about this. Glass houses, right, Brian? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take the Chiefs, even though I like Mike when he does the Supercharger song, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. All right, you got him. Mike, what do you see happening here? San Diego Superchargers, supercharge it all the way. The Superchargers are going to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. Rah, rah, rah. I mean, come on. Seriously? Chargers 5-4. and four, Chiefs 7-2. and two. They're on a collision course with your Minnesota Vikings for this year's Super Bowl. So you got to go with the Chiefs. It's, it's a no-brainer. They're going to beat the Chargers. Wait, I thought you four. were taking the Superchargers. No, Brian just wanted me to sing the song. That's all. So I, I, I sang the song, and... The Superchargers are going to get penetrated by the Chiefs at home. Ball's deep. Chiefs big. Idiot if you take... You're an idiot if you bet on the Chargers to win. Well, what if you bet on the Chargers to keep it within five? Not happening. Okay. That's one. I'm surprised. The Chargers have looked bad all year. I'm surprised they're still... At my local sports book, they're still favored to make the playoffs. They don't have a super hard schedule after this matchup with the Chiefs, but I do think they'll uh, leave Week 11 with a 5-5 five and five record. I think they're going to be on the outside looking in towards a playoff spot. So maybe you want to go to your sports book and bet 
no on the Chargers making the playoffs. Maybe that's the thing to do. Because, yeah, I see the Chiefs not only winning, I see them covering. Uh, the Chargers are possibly going to get their top two wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, back for them. Really, it could be a difference maker for them, but I find it doubtful that they'll both play and or make it through the game. I take the Chargers and lay the five and a half points. And that is Moronic. another wise Kraken. No, you took the Chargers. I took the Chiefs. I didn't take the Chargers. Oh, you did take the Chiefs. Oh, my, my bad. I wasn't listening. I was trying to think of this. It's a super yeah, like lock. Fifth. It's a super lock for you. Bet this. Bet it right now. Go into your parents' dresser drawer and, and take out all their money and run over to some local bookie and, and bet this game because it's a lock. Because doing is he still whispering? Role. He is still whispering. I think if uh, Mike were to run again and if he on his ticket he did legalized gambling, fireworks, and pot, he'd be a, he'd run away from that election. Why don't I just go out and get some uh, Star and Stripes uh, Zubas too, like that guy Napoleon Dynamite, and say I'm going to give everybody a round, a round kick in the head to democracy. I mean, yeah, sure, everything's legal. Yes. Everything's legal. Vote for Mike Winter. Thank you. You got a platform forming for 2026. Get on the get on the phone with Herschel Walker and have him come up here and be your lieutenant governor and run away with it. You know, I could see Herschel Walker picking up the phone and then holding the receiver upside down and saying, hello, hello, this is Herschel Walker. This here, Herschel Walker. Who on the telephone Maybe line? you could get, uh, maybe you could get AP to move back to Minnesota. He's retired now. Yeah, he's too busy whipping kids with that limb off a tree or whatever he got. That's the thing. If, if you can't get the Democrats and the Republicans in the legislature to get along, you'll have to send AP over there with a the switch. I'd sing him, I'd send him over there with that All big right. old dick of his and just pull it out and start whipping people across the face. That'd get their attention, right, Brian? Yes, it would. <laughs> big dick in the face always. Big cock in the face always works. <laughs> I had never heard anything about the size of AP's uh, genitalia. <laughs> usually in the know on those kind of things so i'll take his word for it so we got monday all right night how football. about how about some monday night football what's the song theme song the, the theme song for monday night football Who's ready to get bored by the Manning brothers and their giant head and <laughs> heads and uh, the other guy with them? Who's who's the other guy? Is it still Dennis Miller? There was last week. It was the first time I actually watched that, and they, I mean they had guests. They had uh, Bill Burr on. Was it last week? Maybe it was the week before. They had Bill Burr come through. They had, uh, I forget who else. I don't know. Let's just pick the game. Niners. They are, I was going to say, in Glendale, but they're not in Glendale. They're in Mexico City, as I recall, taking on the Arizona Cardinals, who are the home team, but not at their home. 
And Arizona is an eight-point underdog to the Niners. Mike, you're up. I like to go first because I'm going to take you all to school here. I'm looking at the way people are betting at Caesars, and it's a they, San Francisco has more bets for them to cover by like a cunt hair. It's 52 to 48%. Um, what does that do for you? It's given me the math I need to make a proper pick. So okay. I'm going to go with San Fran to cover just because I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the with the people, with the way people are voting or betting. I'm <laughs> not voting. They're not voting for me. Uh, 52% like San Fran. I'm just going to go with San Fran to cover. Okay, that's some great analysis there. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and uh, say that I was a little hesitant about Arizona because it seems like they actually play better on the road than at home. But seeing as how this is only a home game technically and not in practicality being at a neutral site, they go with the Cardinals and not necessarily expect them to win, but to keep it uh, within a touchdown or less. Brian? So if, uh, if Mike can get ready at the it's a lock. I'm going to take the 49ers, but I, th- I think it's going to be a close game. Oh, it's not a lock. I took the card. Yeah, it's oh, not a you're... lock, Brian. Oh, okay. I thought he I thought he took the 49ers, but I thought he took the points. But okay. My bad. No. Yeah, we'll just have to deal with the six locks. The six locks of the week in recap. The Giants, minus three, hosting the Lions. Wait, I need to write this down. The Bears. Hold on a second. I'm knocking shit over. Giants, and then who? The Eagles, minus six and a half. You want me to start this again, really? Yeah, Giants, Eagles. Well, Giants, minus three, hosting the Lions. Bears, plus three, at Atlanta. Eagles, minus six and a half, at Indianapolis. Carolina plus thirteen at Baltimore. Las- the Las and finally Vegas. Kansas City okay. minus. You got to interrupt me. Kansas City minus five and a half at the Chargers. Those are your wisecracking locks of the week. So, so real quick for all the wisecracking fans that aren't paying close attention, how many games do you two have different? So you can either. Strengthen your lead or give some of it back to Mike? I think uh, uh, that would be seven games in which in which we're... Well, we have seven games that aren't locks. But actually, of those seven games, Mike and I are in agreement on four of them. So it looks like there are only three games that Mike and I differ on this week. 49ers, Cardinals... Okay. Commanders, Texans, and Browns, Bills. Well, you know what, Paul? I'm going to say it right here, right in front of everybody here on the Super Show. Give me a a parlay with all six of those games for ten bucks. I'll send you the ten bucks right after the show. Doing a parlay, six games. For ten bucks, I get them all right. I probably win like one point one million dollars or something like that. <laughs> right there, give or take one point oh nine million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take them all. 
So there we are. Hey, we're going to wrap the show up now because it's been almost an hour and a half. And if I'm, I'm guessing that most people, most people that listen to this show drink heavily by themselves. So I'm guessing that by now they've all passed out and have pissed themselves on their whatever they're sitting on, a couch, uh, a bed. More than likely they're smoking, so they've fallen asleep, pissed themselves, and they have a, a lit cigarette burning near them. Sorry about the show being so long, but hey, if you like us, you can follow us on the Twitter, on Elon Musk's Twitter, at uh, Get Wisecrack and Run. Facebook, we have a page there too. Send us an email at wisecrackingwithwinter at yahoo.com. And like us on Apple, if that's the app you're listening to the show on. Make sure you uh, give us five stars, leave a comment. We'll read it. We're also on Spotify with such powerhouses as Joe Rogan, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. Plenty of ways to get a hold of us. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. You guys want to say goodbye? Peace out. Right. Have a good night. All right. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.